Welcome back, guys, to This and Much More. I'm Evelyn, and my co-host is... Roly Vogues. And today, we have a very special guest. David from The Tipping Point, or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Uh, so, David, David, welcome to the podcast, bro. Uh, this has been a long time coming, you know, because yeah. we, we've been pushing it back. I don't know how many times, right? Like, Well, we've been, like, in the works since, like, March. Since March? Yeah. I think that was the first, like, when hard we- date. That yeah, you guys were like, yo, and then I don't know what, what happened, but I couldn't make I don't know if it was, yeah. I think it was me. Yeah, yeah it was something yeah. with an employee. An employee or yeah, 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 I yeah, couldn't yeah. make it. Uh, so I was like, man, I feel bad. And then we tried again, and then we, we didn't have a never... date. We just never, we're like, ah, cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. And then we're like, yeah, we're going to get some dates. But I feel like we book up our, our month or like a month and a half, like in a day. That's or pretty like, cool, though. Like, I, I right? mean, that, that just, yeah. I mean, I, I tell you this, like, I can tell. Even from March, because well, that's when I started kind of paying attention to the podcast. Like the quality of guests, like it's like there's some people are like it's growing. I can see that it's growing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, I, I mean, even having you on here, it's been. I feel like it's like another step for growth in our pod, like on our end, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Especially being like a, a Houston podcast, I kind of want to like, I low key feel like we're gonna be that podcast in Houston, honestly personally speaking into, into no no like straight up it's just like the the amount of work that we that we put out and stuff it's just like it's just a lot you know like and then we're, we're trying to get guests that are doing stuff or whatever you know so yeah but yeah so i mean how, how's your week been it's been cool been cool you just got back from new york yeah yeah i was yeah i took my son it's his birthday uh this saturday so we wanted to take him on a trip for his second birthday and i kind of wanted to make that like a tradition Okay. Because I feel like, like me being like Mexican or whatever, like we don't really have a choice of like birthdays. It's like you get a fucking gift and that's it. Can mm-hmm. I, wait, could I cuss you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, so you get like a choice of like a birthday party or a present. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like. So you were do you did you're doing both. So I I rather him like make like when he gets more conscious, obviously like hey, what do you want? You want to go on a trip, or you want to have a party? Because they both cause the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what you're trying to do. Yeah. And I want him to obviously choose the trip more because it, it'll benefit you know, him more. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's crazy that you say that because uh, that's how, like, our thought process was. Our son just turned five. So I told Roland, let's do, like, a small birthday party, you know. And once he's five, that's the year we'll decide if he takes, we take a trip or a party. And this year he decided to take a trip. So we ended up going to L.A. Oh, we're hey. yeah, yeah. And we then, went to the yeah because of Super Mario and all that. that oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. So that we park. took them there, and uh, yeah. And somebody had said right, like on social media, they were like, um, like, how do you deal with like birthday guilt or whatever? Just because we didn't throw him a party, but we took him somewhere else, you but know. Then I did throw him like a party. <laughs> but we ended up throwing him a small get together. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up becoming a party, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't gonna throw him a party at all. Just something mm-hmm. small with like immediate family. It was you know? still small, smaller ish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it was small. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I mean, I just like, I'm glad we took him like mm-hmm. to because well, I've and never been to LA. That was my first time, our first time, you know. Yeah. So. I've been I'm <clears throat> I've been privileged to be like to be able to travel for a hot minute now. We had family <clears throat> in LA. We had family in Riverside, so I grew up kind of going okay. to LA. I Chicago and New York, so I'm very familiar with those cities already. Even before I became like a like a dad, I guess New York. It was like when I opened the Tipping Point in the beginning. It was a lot of New York because I like New York market for 
purchasing and shit like that okay. better than I like at the time Vegas. And then Vegas got better, and then I would go to Vegas. Or and now Long Beach is better than Vegas, so I'd rather go to Long Beach because I got mad homies in Long Beach, so I would just go to you know mm. what I mean. So, I, because of my job. But my, you buy like wholesale. Yeah, yeah. So mm. like uh, whatever clothing brand we want to have or whatever, they show six months before. So it's twice a year, and then you go buy for the season for next season. Oh wow! Yeah. So you you know you kind of make your purchases six months in advance, and then yeah, this so they have like conventions for that. It's called market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of want to know. So we, I'm, whenever we we're coming over here, I was telling her like, I don't know at what point I started following you on Instagram, right? But and I was thinking whenever you had a Detroit Wick. Yeah, yeah, you know, but I mean, but I was like, nah, it was before that. Shout out to Doug, <clears throat> that's the homie Doug. Yeah, shout out him because y'all y'all did the that the candle. Yeah, the candle. Oh wait, the in that the sprite. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cause you told you went right. I went. I was yeah. there by myself and shit. <laughs> yeah, I went solo and shit. Yeah, I was just trying to like fucking go and see shit, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, I think I followed you before that, and. But I, I used to like what you, like, you you know how you, sometimes you just type shit? Yeah, and then like man, you, my Twitter fingers go crazy. It bro. used to go crazy back in the day. <laughs> and I was because like, my shit be misspelled, and I don't care. I just let that bitch go. <laughs> <laughs> so all my but, friends give me a hard time. They're like, there he go again. Somebody pissed them off. <laughs> and I, I figured it, because it was always something that, like, was, like, kind of, I don't know what type of stuff you would write. But I would screenshot some of it yeah. and just keep it for myself just because it's like either some like inspirational shit or you were talking some some real shit, you know. And it's just shit that I sometimes I just like I do that with a lot of people. If I see something that I like, I yeah, just screenshot he, he, it, you know. He does screenshot and you should. I mean, I, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like now the way instead of screenshotting, people like repost things, right? Like so if you see something. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. I'll repost it to my story. And honestly, <clears throat> like I just be I think because of how I grew up, I just be saying shit that everybody want to say that nobody want to say. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid that it's going to hurt my business. or Like, if it's wrong, it's wrong, and I'm going to talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like people protect their business because they want to play it cool because they're like, oh, well, you know, like, I have a business. and You know, and I think that's what why we like the podcast. Because at the end of the day, like, we've said it before, like, on here, where it's like, it's our podcast. We make the rules, you know, and we'll speak our mind on whatever we want to speak on our, our mind on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And if you... They agree cool if not cool too you know because at the end of the day i mean who's who's here to tell you like that you're wrong like for your opinion right well, like well, when it's, it's so, an opinion socially right like yeah some, everybody's like oh i want to be politically correct and then mm-hmm. and then yeah. everything started with the whole time being like the cancel culture right yeah, yeah for sure yeah. and they just started that shit and i was just like i don't really see it too much uh, yeah i think they're trying to overturn it i think people are trying to like not even pay attention to it like that no more mm-hmm. for sure but or like I know this is off topic and shit, but what do you... Did you see the whole Yaritza thing? I, the, I saw some yesterday, like, about her not speaking Spanish or not wanting to speak Spanish. I don't know. I didn't... Yeah, yeah. I, some, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of... Honestly, I'm kind of blind about it. I, I don't know what happened, but... Yeah. So, I, we're talking about it, too. Pero it kind of has to do with uh, the hurting your brand shit, you know? Where, Porque where? I saw that somebody was like, oh, she went from so many followers down to, like, hundreds of thousands. I don't know. So, so many, right? But yeah, she she was pretty much saying like what I saw was that she she told some girl like oh talk to me in English like don't talk to me in Spanish you know and the girl's like well you make Spanish music and mm-hmm. your fan base is like Mexican you know and then she's like yeah but just because I make Spanish music don't mean I like to speak it I rather speak English and but she was telling me that on somewhere else they said that they don't like Mexico food they rather eat 
food from Washington because it has more sazon. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just some crazy shit. And I'm like, it's hurting It's hurting her fan base, you know? Yeah. Pero, so I don't know. What, what do you think? Like, uh, Yeah, I mean, I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I'm, if you follow me long enough, you know that I'm 100% proud to be Mexican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a pot. But do you think, like, I um, apologize for would it. you take that, like, on a personal level <clears throat> or do you think it's like all right i mean she's speaking her mind she doesn't like to speak spanish Porque, you so know what I, I mean i'm mexican so i feel i feel like if you're making i feel like if you're monetizing off mexican off land culture of mm-hmm. speaking spanish then you should address the media in the the in the language that they're speaking to you because mm-hmm. that's how you're making your money because that you're getting paid from that yeah, so you're even probably, Selena, who didn't fucking know Spanish, learned how to speak proud. Spanish. Yeah. She's the fucking that's queen. true. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So even she taught herself how to speak Spanish because that she understood that that yeah. would, you know, that's what she's making money on. That's true, and I don't think, well, not that I know of or whatever, but I don't think she ever said anything like, "Oh, I'd rather speak English." Who? You know, Selena? No, she never did. Mm-hmm. That's that's what made her Selena because mm-hmm. she, even like there was like a famous interview in like some kind of talk show. She was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know how to speak Spanish mm-hmm. properly, but I'm gonna try." And yeah. she tried, and she yeah. You know, yeah. So, and yeah. I'm not a big FYI. I'm not like a huge Selena fan. I just, they just, you know, it, it is what it, she's way bigger than this girl is. I hate to yeah, say yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. No, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I mean, because she did say that thing that you said. She that, did say it? No, I'm, but you said that you said Oh, I don't know. Because there was something else that she, somebody said, oh, she said, Mex shitco. Mex shitco. She instead said of me- Mexico. Instead of Mexico. At that point, you are like, all right, you are Cause bashing. Was, yeah, because I was saying, like, if she's bashing Mexico or or their citizens and stuff, like, then... Man, I'm just, yeah, like, very know? sensitive in a way when it comes to, like, people bashing Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. even... I hate the dome under the bus, but even, like, with Chinko. I know Chinko personally. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, when yeah. he started getting crazy about his political views, I thought... I thought it was fucked up because I was on his podcast... Speaking about my immigration experience, because I, I I beat ICE, you know, mm-hmm. I was locked up in immigration, and I I won, and so I felt like he used my story for his ratings, and then like when Trump became available to to run, he started like change, and I was like, yo, bro, I was just said, wait, hold on, I thought you were for me, you know what I'm saying? Like you're mm-hmm. basically not for me, and that's weird, cause like I've known you even before this, so I'm very protective of like. Your people. Like Mexicans. Yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. I, I hate to, I don't bash any other cultures, so I don't expect mine to be bashed. You know what no, I mean? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I I think it just like, I, I agree because when me and Roland like talk about like cultures, like, because my family's Salvadorian, so we're not my from Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. What part? Chalatenango. Oh, okay. We're from La Unión. <laughs> the white part. The tourist part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so then I feel like, um, her it, dad is from La Unión, though. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if... I mean, La Unión is so small. So, we, so actually, he just finally came around because, you know, yeah. Salvadorian men, you know, my boy, he likes to... <laughs> Why are you bashing Salvadorian men? <laughs> he likes to, he likes to drink. Um, nah, they do say that Salvadorian guys. My mom always said, no te cases con un Salvadorian. You can ask my wife. She'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I've never dated a Salvadorian. <laughs> guy, but but uh, her dad is like, hey... Um, I have property over there. We should build something, and apparently it's like ten minutes walking from the beach. So, mm. you know, it's some it's have a place. No, it's a place that we were, we were gonna go this year, but it kind of fell through. But I want to go because it's beautiful. Like I mean, I I'm all about traveling. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you follow me, like I said, I love traveling. So 
I want to travel now, and I also don't want to hide that from my kid. Like, bro, that's like that's half of you. That's half of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I don't think that we're better or worse. I think you know. Yeah. I think good people are good people, and shit people are shit people. We didn't come all colors, all races, all everything. So, I want him to experience that too. You know, I want him to to grow up understanding that. Obviously, like. My wife would tell you, she's like, I didn't grow up. Like, I grew up surrounded with Mexicans, so I, I don't really identify a lot with real Salvadorians. But you know, mm-hmm. the thing is, like, um, it's because, like, like, I love Mexico, right? And I, like, his parents are like, eres más mexicana que salareña. And they're like, you're Mexican you Chile? more. <laughs> huh? You eat Chile? What is that? Like oh, if I, oh, if I eat chile, <laughs> yeah. um, sometimes. I'm not big that's on that. That's the test right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because we went to El Salvador, and then they gave us... Uh, Shrimp, right? Mm-hmm. It was a big ass shrimp, bro. Like I asked puro, like, like the size of my hand. Yeah, like. it was big shrimp, and then the it's ma- mas mariscos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, bro. And then they told me they're like, "Hey, uh, quieres, um, quieres los los cómo se llama los camarones like picosos or just regular, you know?" And I'm like, "Oh, like the picante shit." And they gave them to me, and I was like, man, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, She's like, like Roland, están super picosos. Yeah, and then I'm just like, man, they barely have any like anything on them, you know? <laughs> but like, even you know, I even tell my wife, because we I like pupusas, you know what I'm saying? Or like, yeah, yeah. But my, uh, that is not my favorite Salvadoran food, though. But when they give you the fucking tomato sauce, it's like, what is that for? What does that do? That don't do nothing. The, it's That's just funny. tomato sauce. Yeah, like, no, well, it just depends. Because it isn't spicy. Makes, but it yeah, it yeah, isn't yeah. spicy. It's just to give it that extra flavor, I think. It's you know? never flavorful. <laughs> well, it you haven't tried my mom's. It literally <laughs> tastes like tomato soup. Like, no, I'm so, like, damn. Man. I know I'm a Salvadorian 100%. You know. So I always I, have salsa with fucking pupusa. <laughs> every time. My wife, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I, have, I put salsa on everything. Mm-hmm. No, you're not allowed to eat my mom's with salsa. <laughs> No, well, that's what that's what it's supposed to be though yeah right? yeah but it's yes <laughs> but it's not like super spicy like when you go to a mexican restaurant and you can't even breathe like it's not it's spicy, so spicy at all <laughs> it's not even a little spicy <laughs> like i mean i would understand i have yet to have any i'm gonna tell my mom to make one yeah, yeah. and then i'm gonna give you a cup and then i'm gonna tell her to put like some hot shit in there <laughs> i mean and, and it'd probably be like oh it tickles you know? <laughs> <laughs> nah but, but but i do love so, like I love pupusas mm-hmm. for sure. Like, mm-hmm. not, but that, what's my, your favorite Salvadorian dish? Panes. Oh my god, they're so good. Ma- Ma- panes. The sandwiches. Oh yeah, I love that shit. Tortas salvadoreñas. Sandwiches salvadoreñas. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't <laughs> eat it with all that stuff though. I do. I love. I love all everything. Like curtido. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yeah, curtido. But I like the beets and the. Yeah, I, I don't like the beets. I love all that. I put all that shit in it. And eggs, right? Eggs. In like the, the some people eggs, put eggs. Yeah. yeah, I like mine with like boiled eggs, pepino, and then the chicken. And I really I have to have lettuce because it gets too soggy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I put the I put the the mayo and mustard, and then mm-hmm. the and then the lettuce, and then the, the and see that's like stuff. a secret, like that yeah. it's mayo and mustard. Not yeah, that just, is the secret. That is the secret. Like it's like uh, not a lot of people know that the panes have mayo and mustard mixed together. No, my mm-hmm. wife makes regular ham and cheese sandwiches with that mayo and mustard, and that shit slaps. For real? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Lucia bad. and Jesse, y'all know what y'all got to do. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> the sandwich shop. <laughs> but um, but you know, back to like the culture stuff. I feel like uh, even as a Salvadorian, I feel like I've never really like. You never like bash other cultures, right? Because yeah, at the no. end of the day, I feel like we're all Hispanics, you know, yeah. we're all Latinos and we all end up together, right? Yeah. But obviously mm-hmm. there is the same thing like with religion. Like if you're a different religious I mean religion, um I feel like you can hear somebody out 
you don't have to agree, but the way you don't agree is what matters. But that's, that's ex- I mean, back to the Chingo thing. Like, that's what happened. I just saw him, like, maybe, like, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we had back and forth online. Like, we were, you know, like, nah, I don't fuck with that shit. And, like, he kind of, like, went at me and I went at him. Then I saw him in person and I was like, man, it, he came up to me. He was like, yo, what's up, dog? And I was like, hey, what's up? And I, you know, like, nothing happened. Like, I was like, yo, it is what it is. Like, I can't, con- like, I'm getting to the point, I'm older now. So I get to the point where I'm just like, I shit don't even, it don't even matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause, yeah, because we're grown people. Like, you don't like what you like, you know? Yeah. yeah fuck it. Like, and, and he is a friend of the podcast. But when, whenever he came on, we tried not to touch on the political shit. Just because I knew it was like, that type of shit, you know, and it's and like, he and he's not a bad person, bro. Like he's a yeah. good person. I, like I said, I could like respects. Like like I said, we just saw him, and I just saw him, and it was cool. Like mm-hmm. you know, but I respect his political views. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like there was a time that I felt like he was attacking people like me. You know what I'm saying? It's like yo, I was a documentary for a while. Like so, what the fuck does it matter? Mm-hmm. I'm still mm-hmm. doing dope shit. You know, like I'm like. What does it matter? Like I, I pay my taxes. I hire. I provide jobs. I, you know, inspire hella people. So like, what difference does it make where I'm from? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if and people be like, oh, well, they just need to be legal. It's like it's not that easy, bro. Like, if it was easy, everybody would be legal. You know, if no, it was yeah. easy, you could. If it was as easy as getting a driver's license or a passport, then people would do it. But it's not that easy. So no, yeah, I think everybody has. A, it's easy to speak on something you don't even have to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, for sure. Like so. I mean, obviously, he didn't have... No, right? He's from here. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's from here, yeah. But, I, I mean, yeah, from he's... Muscle, from us, from where we were from. His parents. His parents, yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. Yeah. But, but, oh, and then, but back to the Salvadorian thing, like, right now is, the like, a great time to go. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, so. yeah for sure. I, I've been hearing, like, I mean, <clears throat> I'm with that energy, Our president though. is the number one in the world, so y'all know, <laughs> you know, he put know. us off the chart. <laughs> So, and he's, yeah. and he's he, that shit is becoming contagious because like now Honduras is doing that with their oh, prison shit. system. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, that's that's dope. I fuck with that end because that's that's I mean, you know, you follow me. I talk shit just like that as a bro. I don't give a fuck. Like you yeah, can pull yeah. up on me if you want to. Like I don't care. Yeah. Like yeah, it like God. That's what needs to happen. Like that you need drastic change, mm-hmm. like drastic yeah. measures to make drastic change. And bro, that country was like at the bottom of the. Yeah, it was of one the of, barrel, like, bro. the worst. Yeah, whenever we went over there, I was already, like, Fuck, Oh, I they got... came at him, too, like... I'm, like, I showed up with tattoos and shit, oh, yeah, and they're bro. just, like, eyeing me and shit, and I'm just, like, damn, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. And like, then they did mm-hmm. come up to you, right? Yeah, but they're asking for money or some yeah, shit, though. But, like, then... I think he probably thought I was, like, part of their shit or whatever, but I don't know, shit. They shushed them off, though, right? Like, it's the... Jenny. The prima? Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, but I had a, one of my best uh, friends, he's... He's the same way. He's Mexican, Salvadoran. His dad's mm-hmm. Salvadoran, and so his grandma passed last year, so they mm-hmm. had to go bury his grandma. And he was telling me that like they would try to shake his dad down in the funeral, like like at the fucking, like they were trying to like be like, yo, what's up? Like I need to give us money. Like yeah. I was like, damn, bro, I'm fucking burying my mom. You out here tripping? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. mm-hmm. it, was yeah, it was really it was real bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, but I'm happy for that country, bro. Like it's I know it's yes. super cool to see for me personally. I think that shit is tight. Yeah, honestly, yeah. like I followed the president from over there, like on TikTok, dude. I'm like always so happy just to see like how he's like. We're gonna do this, and we're calling, th- and he'll be calling people out. Like well, he fired everybody on Twitter, bro. Like Dang. it's you know crazy. That? No. No, he, everybody that. everybody that was like in the government right when he took over that had been there for like generations 
He fired him over Twitter. Yeah, and then he called <clears> out, <throat> like, I told Roland, I'm like, man, he was doing, um, like, a conference, you know, and, like, a lot of the people were there. And he was saying stuff, and people were clapping, and he's like, and y'all can see the people on this side aren't clapping because this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. And then they put the camera, and they're, like, all just, like, dead-ass serious. And I'm like, damn, that's what's up, you know? Yeah, he's, he's about that life. I fuck with that. Yeah, so, that's, that's dope. Yeah, so the goal is to go to El Salvador. Yeah. That'd, be, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. We, were, we were supposed to go in December, but we're not going anymore. Now we're going to Mexico. Uh, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... My wife loves going to Mexico. No, yeah. I mean, sometimes she'll be like, yo, can we go like to Mexico City? I'm like, I, I want to go. Cause it's, is it dangerous, though? Like, or Everywhere's dangerous. No, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's true. It's dangerous here. You know? Like, I'm sure you heard gunshots here. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. All the <laughs> time. No, that's true. But I mean, like, because, uh, like, you know, as a tourist, you do stand out. You do, but I, I feel like two things. Like, I feel like if you speak the language and... And you're mindful of where you're at, and you know, like, yeah. I I feel like there's a lot of people that travel and they don't have no like. I definitely know that there's people that don't know how to travel, mm-hmm. and so I think you become a target when you don't know how to travel. No, like, that's true. We went to Cancun and we were in the little like the markets, and I was talking to them in Spanish, and they're like, "Solo porque hablas español te voy a cobrar el, el precio." Mm-hmm. Like regular, el not, precio the, regular. not the tourist. No, el precio de turista. And I'm like, okay. So, and so, like I said, I mean. I, I just think just being a nice person and being bro we've been on the verge of getting robbed in Xochimilco in Mexico and I homie had a big ass fucking tattoo in the back and I knew where he was from so we started talking and by the end of the trip he was like yo they were about to rob y'all but like man you're cool as fuck cause I was like I'm from here and where I'm from it's it's not nice you know like, yeah. where I grew up it's not nice so then you know, I know we talked about it off camera so you speak Espanol See. Si. Espanol, my son. Espanol. <laughs> my son's like, I make Espanol. Because <laughs> we're teaching him Spanish. Sí. So, um, so, cuando tú te viniste para acá, ¿se te hizo bien difícil hablar el inglés? No, ¿O a, a qué edad te viniste? A los 13 años. ¿A los 13? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Cuando mi, mam- mi mamá y mi papá se divorciaron cuando tenía un, un año yo. Mm-hmm. Y mi mamá se vino para acá y mi, mi papá nos robó. Entonces, yo me quedé con mi papá. Y... <coughs> Mi papá es una persona que fue muy influyente donde, en, en nuestro barrio. Uh-huh. Entonces, cuando tenía seis años, se lo metieron a la cárcel. Entonces, mm. ya lo habían metido a la cárcel cuando yo tenía tres años. Y mi madrastra, pues, no me llevaba bien con ella. Entonces, como no era su hijo de ella, mm. pues, no le importaba. Entonces, a los seis años, lo volvieron a encerrar a mi papá. Y ya decidí yo no regresar a vivir a casa. So I become homeless. I became homeless when I was six years old. At six? <clears throat> so I didn't want to be beat every day and, like, you know, by my stepmom just because I was in her son. Mm-hmm. So, I so be- you became homeless in Mexico? Yeah, at six. And from six, they released my dad when I was from six to, like, 11. Um, yeah, I was on the street from six to 11, and then he got out. And when he got out, he knew, he was like, yo... All my family on my dad's side has out. They all have been murdered or killed. We've all been like everybody has been like. It's, it hasn't been a nice. Nobody in my dad's side of the family has had a nice death, including his sisters, his brothers. Like everybody's had like crazy. And so, <clears throat> whenever he got out, he realized that I was already boosting cars. I was working on a mercado, like selling, like taking packages that I didn't know where they were to another mercado on a bike. And so he was like, all right. 
like my cousin had just gotten stabbed in prison 75 times. My other cousin had just killed somebody. So he was like, you're going to grow up to be like them. And at that point, I think he realized like it's best that he contact my mom's side of the family. Mm. And your mom never looked, tried to look for you? Couldn't find me. I was, I didn't want to be found. You ever been to Mexico City? No. no. It's the most, it's one of the most popular cities in the world. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, big, right? Yeah, you can't, if you don't want to, like, if you want to disappear, go there. Like, there's, like, 30 million people there. So, like, you can't, you can't find me. If I don't want you to find me, you can't find me. Wow. But yeah, in Mexico, like, and where? I lived in the subway stations. So, I lived okay, in, that's what I was gonna in ask, the tunnels like... with other homeless kids. So, oh. you definitely didn't, you weren't going to find me if I don't want to. Yeah. And you weren't scared of, like, I don't know, getting picked up, you know, in the, nah, like... I was a street kid. Like, I, I was not, like, a, but, like... But it's you know how they have like the stuff where they pick up the kids and um, they make them work for them. Yeah, I mean, I but 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 imagine that. But like my dad hired everybody, so everybody knew my dad. So they didn't mess with you. No, um, everybody knew who my dad was. So they're like, all right, all right, yeah, like, he, like let he, him be. Like I tell you this, so all my cousins used to they used to rob buses. Uh huh. So they would get on a stop, and by the next stop, everybody already had. They had already stripped everybody from watches to necklaces. So it happened a few times when I was on the bus and my cousins or like people from the neighborhood would rob everybody and take their backpacks and then they would come to me and everybody was just like, why didn't they take his backpack? You mm. know what I mean? Because nobody mm. messed with me. Because I was my dad's son. Yeah. So. Wow. Damn. Let's go on a quick break. Okay. And then we'll be right back. We are back so going back to like your childhood um after your dad contacted your mom um I, my question is like obviously you had like a rough childhood right like, yeah basically yeah. taking care of yourself right so where do you think that mentality came from or do you think you were just like man fuck this i got it because that's only a year older than than our, our son. son our son's five yeah you know i feel like i started working when i was seven like six seven like i right when i hit the street i was working because that's i mean well mexico's different <clears throat> yeah, yeah it's like so. i mean it's hard to explain to people in america because like it's very common over there that you see homeless kids mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is fucked up because everybody's desensitized and it's normal you know what i mean like it's just normal to see it, and that's not normal it shouldn't be normal yeah. but it's just normal so it, it just never it never really was a like and i got a moment it was just like that's just what I needed. Like, that's just what I'm doing. Like, mm -hmm. I never thought about... I always lived scared. Like, I was always scared. I had this, like... What did they call that shit? Like, persecution syndrome. I always felt like somebody was after me. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just my intuition, my intuition to, like, leave. So I would always, like, feel weird, and I would just bounce. Yeah. So I, nothing ever really bad happened to me in the... Like, in, like, the hindsight, nothing... Like, I never got, like... I never got like uh like nothing permanently to my body was done, no damage or nothing like that. It was just like you know, like just fights or like working when I was young. Yeah. So it was nothing like crazy as in like you know, like there's kids that get ran over by trains or by cars cuz it's very common. Mm -hmm. And like nothing like that ever happened to me. It was no, I was yeah. I was just at the right place at the right time. Yeah. And obviously because everybody knew my dad. Yeah. So what do you think, like, whenever you came... Did you want to come to the United States? No. Nah, I was telling my mom it's crazy because, like, 
if she would have probably, if I would have known that I was never going to come back there, I probably would have never came. I probably wouldn't, I probably would have just ran away again and I wouldn't I'd let nobody like get you. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. So I'm, you came. Oh. No, it's just like I'm thinking the whole time, like <clears throat> whenever you go back, you've been back, right? Yeah, like, yeah, all the time. But like, and you see those kids, you think they're going through the same shit or no? Yeah, it shit breaks my heart, bro. Like my wife would tell you, like, I, I don't, I'm not a big proponent of doing shit and putting it on social media for yeah, for like attention, yeah. you know, and, and that's always been like when I meet with brands or like I talk to people in like that realm, like mm-hmm. the just in anything in general, like people are like yo, you should be bigger than you are because you're fine. I, like, I don't care about fault. like I never, I, my business was never around social media. I never had social media growing up, and when we started the store, we didn't have social media, so I don't, I know how to navigate in like a personal level. I don't know how to. I use social media to post shit that I want y'all to see, but not to Everything. make money out of it. Yeah. And so when I go back home, like, bro, I'm like, that shit breaks my heart because I'm, I'm that, like, I was that kid. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, I'll literally, like, and there's been times that we're eating, like, tacos or somewhere in the taco stand. And then, like, a homeless kid asks for money. And I'm like, I see the owners, they're like, yo, get out of here. Like, they tell the kids, like, yo. And I'm like, no, nah, he's not leaving. And so I tell them, like, yo, get whatever you want. And yeah. Like, and then they're like, well, can I get some for my mom? And, my, and I was like, yo, get who, whatever you want, just get it. Yeah. Like, how many people? And I'll just do it because he just, it, you know, it just sucks. No, yeah. But, mm-hmm. you, know. you remind me of his dad. His dad, your dad is so, like, uh, yeah, very... when we go to Mexico, like, he's so giving. Like, so giving. He just, I mean, I'm a giving person even here. But to go back to where you're from. No, and, yeah. Like, it's it's hard to explain to people where, you, where I'm from because... It's like imagine if you didn't even dream of anything. You didn't have no dreams. Like there's nothing to, like school is not even a thing. Like yeah, like n- nobody. There's no hopes of traveling. There's no. It's not even that there's no hope. There's not even in, in your brain. Like you you're just think, thinking like, okay, where am I sleeping tonight? Like or yeah, there's the, no, the day of. You yeah, know? there's no like yeah. I'm gonna be a doctor. Like that's not a dream that you have. It's not even registered to where, where I'm from. Nobody thinks like that. Yeah, my wife would tell you like. Nobody that I know from the neighborhood that I grew up in with my cousins, nobody yet, nobody not even remotely close has done what I've been able to do. Yeah. And that ain't much. No. And do you feel like you were able to do that because you came over here? Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, that was the blessing in disguise. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, but it's like, it, it, I'm appreciative of it, but it's like, well, what would happen if, you know, I wouldn't have known any different had I not left. Mm-hmm. So it's not mm-hmm. like I would have missed it because I wouldn't have known it. It, it just been out. Yeah. Just... So it's like um, you're not missing out because it's not like it's there. Right. Because yeah, I never even knew that this existed. Yeah. yeah. So it's. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of like, um, I mean, obviously not that like like your exact situation, but growing up in here, like in school, it's always like firefighter, doctor, um lawyer the lawyer or some yeah. shit you know as he like at school mm-hmm. and then yeah you grow older and you're just like oh shit there's graphic design there's like entrepreneurship yeah. there's all this shit but uh, yeah it's like you're there's not even that you no. know yeah so it's like but yeah, it's, it's not even of... like a like a registered <clears throat> idea yeah, yeah, yeah it's hard to explain like yeah i mean to this day like i still get weird calls about even from family like family tries to take advantage of you like i just found out that my cousin who's like way older he's my brother's age he just hung himself like three weeks ago and mm, like, I'm like damn that sucks but then like right after it's like 
hey, his sister's calling you. And I was like, how did she get my number? And he's like, I don't know. And the first thing they ask is like, yeah, you have any money? Not even how you doing or nothing. It's just like a money thing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're like, damn, that's because that's the kind of person they do. And then like two weeks later, they're like, hey, uh, my uncle's in the hospital. You need to send money because he's doing this. And then I call my dad and he's like, no, I'm not. I'm chilling. You yeah. see what I'm saying? So mm. that's the kind of people that like. No, yeah, me. and it's, yeah. it's sad to think, right? Because it's happened to me where like I have cousins from over there, right? That will reach out and be like, "Oh, can you send me money or can you pay for my ticket for a concert?" And I'm like, "What the fuck? I'm barely trying to make it over here, like yeah. you know." And my mom is, I like I see is my mom's grandma because she's like super old and she needs to get taken care of, yeah, you know. But they played my mom. Like, they told my mom that she had cancer in her stomach. And my mom would literally, like, sometimes get drunk and cry about it. And then we find out that she's healthy as fuck and it's fine, you know? And my mom was so upset. She was like, damn, like, I would send money, you know? And this happened, you know? And it's sad because at the end of the day, it's your family. But they just, not that they don't know any better. But at the end of the day, it's like they kind of don't. You know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, that's just the hustle mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I mean, I have that in me too, right? I come from there, so like, I know, like, I know how to read the bullshit. So I, I just don't partake. You know? Yeah. Even the cousin that I just told you about, he hung like he, he grew up with my brothers. My brothers are eight and ten years older than me, so I never mm. grew up with him. Matter of fact, like he's the first person that I saw kill somebody in front of me. Like, so I didn't like he was way older than me. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably the only person that saw him kill that person. And he just looked at me. We made eye contact because I was going to school. And, like, he was just, like, and I was, like, right. I just kept going to school. Like, that's just what happened. Like, when he was locked up, he called me from jail asking me. Like, I had never talked to this fool. I hadn't talked to him in, like, 25 years, maybe. And, like, the first thing he says, like, within 30 seconds of speaking to me, like, hey, I need some money. And, like, and I'm, like, yo, don't call me again. Like, I, you know, I get real worked up because... Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like I was literally alone over there. Nobody protected me. Nobody took care of me. Nobody like, nobody fed me. Nobody clothed me. Like, and so I just don't have a good feeling about that family. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I think. Do you, Do you think it's one of those things where you're like, um, man, I took care of myself. Why can't you take care of yourself? Yeah, especially when I was six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like he's like yeah. at the time before he like when he died, he was like fifty two, maybe fifty. So he's way older than me. So. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not like he couldn't. And then he had my dad. Like, everybody worked for my dad. My dad was, like, the big drug dealer in our neighborhood. Mm. So everybody worked for my dad. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, my, like, they were well taken care of. They just became drug addicts. They never, they never listened. Oh, como que se chiflaron. Yeah, yeah. With, I mean, like, it was there. With that he yeah. had, oh, he's my uncle. Let me fuck yeah. around, right? Like that. And so when my dad lost everything, and even my dad, my dad got taken to mess by his family. Like. My everybody took when my dad got locked up. Everybody took everything, and left my dad with nothing. Mm. So it's just like this. That's just the way it is, you know. So. Do you have like a communication with your dad now? Yeah, 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 for sure. I think uh, probably like <clears throat> ten years ago, maybe I started going back regularly to just fuck around. And then one day I was like, man, fuck it, I'm gonna go. Because mm-hmm. I still remember where I grew up, what street, how to get there, where to go. So did you just show up? Yeah. He was just like, like you know, it, it's crazy because like time is not father time is not forgiving. Like my dad was like my superhero, you know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. like strong and muscular and shit. He was locked up on and off, and so he was always fit and shit. And and then like I show up like way later, seventeen years later exactly. And mm-hmm. He's like this little short man, and he's like 
all gray and he's just looking at me like crying now like he i never seen my dad cry yeah you know and i'm just like damn that's crazy like just time is not forgiving you know what I mean? yeah. yeah and how do you feel now that you're a dad like you're just like you ain't doing that doing what like, like um that route like you want do you feel more protective of your son which uh, yeah, yeah, by the sure. way like i like his name like <laughs> and i had told roland and when i'm like man i like this name and he's like yeah that's david's son's name and i'm like i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it i mean it, it's i do everything to like make sure that but it's hard because like you don't want him to suffer like i suffer or even like get a whiff of it mm-hmm. but at the same time like i know that i'm creating like a spoiled ma- monster you know what i mean and yeah. it's just hard to like hone it in how to balance that right yeah, yeah it's like super hard we're and literally so- like dealing with that right now because <clears throat> like i feel like our son like we're raising him and we want to give him right like everything but also like it's to the thing to the point where it's just like you got to earn it you know you can't just be like yeah porque we we took him to, over there right universal studios and we're like all right this is crazy porque at his age i that was my first time at universal studios Mine her too. first time and he's yeah. doing it early right so we're like all right cool le compramos llegamos and then le compramos una gorra de super mario right no did we what was the first thing we bought him the power bands. Oh, just the power bands. But he wanted a hat. He wanted a $60 COVID, right you know? there. $50 yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wanted... Dude, the fucking Mario hat was 40 and I'm like, I can yeah. buy this shit on Amazon. He, want, he wanted the cobija. <laughs> he wanted the gloves, all the shit. So, and I told her, I'm like, look, let's just buy the power bands, whatever. And then, yeah, family sent money and we're like, That's fuck his it. Birthday gift, it's yeah. his birthday. Now we, we have money to buy him the shit. So before we left, we went and got him the hat. The next mo- but we surprised him the next morning with the hat, right? And uh, when we showed him the hat, he was like all happy, and he's like, "Oh, what about the gloves?" So we're like, "Oh, we don't, we don't have the gloves." And then he started kind of like throwing a fit, and I was like, "All right, like this no. is where we come to like a, a spoiled or not? I'm not gonna call him spoiled, but entitled. you know, yeah." yeah. And yeah, it's like, entitled. "Okay, bro, like we just brought you to Universal Studios, got you a hat, and you're crying over gloves, gloves, you know? It's like be grateful for this stuff because we didn't have none of this shit, you know? So it's like, but." It's just all about the timing. It's all about like how he's growing up. So I do. I don't see it as spoiled, but that tendency is there. And but we kind of need to put a stop to no, it. No, but you know, you know what though? As parents, I feel like my parents never really communicated like with me. They were just like you know. I feel like Hispanic parents have this thing. Not all Hispanic parents, right? But <clears throat> my parents, my mom specifically, was very like bashful towards me right so i feel like with milo is it was not like uh let me teach you you right or wrong you know but like now that as i'm a mom like i'm like I t- we told milo like no you have to be grateful for what you have or let me just take it away yeah for sure you know what i mean like show him like nah, you have to earn this and you have to be grateful for what you have if not it's just like you know yeah bro i just bought my son he, he don't even we just bought him like a like a car that i can control or whatever oh, and she yeah, was like four hundred dollars i'm like for what you know, you know no, what i mean yeah. like yeah. it's just like for what but but he like I, you know i like working on cars and shit i, I like old cars and shit so i always have like at least one old school and he loves that like he's with me all the time like when my homies pull up i'm blessed enough to have a lot of homies in the creative room so a lot of my homie photographers pull up like yo can we do like a like a father and son shoot and i'm like yeah fuck it and, and this is literally us outside doing what we would normally be mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. 
probably like drinking a beer and then like I'm working on the car or like doing something to the car. And my son is always with me. He loves being in the car. So I was like, man, fuck it. Like his grandpa bought him like a little, like one of those Fiesta little, um, like a four wheeler. And he loves it. He taught himself how to drive and mm-hmm. he's not even two. And so I was like, man, he really likes this thing. And when he rides it in the house, we have wood floor. So he like slips so he doesn't mm-hmm. catch. So he gets mad and shit. <laughs> and so I was like, man, you know what? I'm going to buy him a car. And so I'm out here looking for a car. And my wife is like, oh, we should get him this G-Wagon. I was like, nah, that shit is too flashy. I don't, you know, like, she's like, well, you have two Mercedes, so he should have one. And I was like, nah, that shit, I don't even like the way it looks. And so we got him this, like, four by four looking Jeep or whatever. And mm-hmm. The I'm black like, one? Yeah. And I'm like, yo, bro, like, that shit is, That's it's like one. mad unnecessary, bro. <laughs> he don't even know how to drive it. You yeah. know, it's funny because our son got the that Jeep. The black one, mm-hmm. and he was one. And then he pulled his, but we didn't even buy it. His mother, you know, bought it for him. And then they just put him on there, and he didn't even know how to fucking drive it. But they were, they were riding yeah, we him. The yeah, then we had the remote control. So I'm just like, damn, like, and so it's hard to, you know, balance that. It's yeah. hard yeah. to, like, you know, but, but I'm the same with me. Like, I'm, like, I have money to spend. I don't have money. To, like, I just spend it. Like, I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not a person that, like, holds on to money because I've had good, I've had, like, good years and bad years. You know, I've had, mm-hmm. you know, years when you make, you know, hundreds of thousands and then the next year you make 27,000. And so it doesn't mean, I'm, as an entrepreneur, that's the way we live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like <clears throat> whenever I have money, it's like, Yo, I don't care, bro. Like, whatever you want. Like, you know, I don't have any discipline with money because i like it's and i'm learning now like even i'm still learning like with me i I used to my wife is like i'm just happy you know like you used to i used to buy like at least one pair of sneakers a week and so she's like what do you think that is and i was like man probably because i grew up with nothing so i want everything you know what i mean and i don't Mm -hmm. know how to like i don't know how to buy just regular sneakers from academy i have to have the best of everything like that like i don't have like measures when it comes to that like mm-hmm. you know and i'm not a flashy person i don't go to gucci or louis vuitton but i like high quality shit just because my shit don't say louis vuitton it don't mean that it doesn't cost just as much it's just another brand that people don't know about because i'd rather have quality stuff mm-hmm. but with sneakers he just i couldn't control myself it yeah. was just like my thing that i just kept buying and buying and eventually i was like why am i doing this like i don't mm-hmm. even like this shit no more honestly i just buy it because i have access to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i have to like pump the brakes every now and then yeah just to remind myself that i don't need that shit no more like i could literally not buy a pair of sneakers for the rest of my life and i'll have enough enough sneakers to plus for other two people to live yeah. oh my god you know and so how's just, your closet it's fucking small so <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we we bought a house three years ago um and we downsized and my collection didn't downsize so mm. yeah it's a uh, we downsized the house, but we got more land. Okay, okay so you can so add more. We are going to add more. That's a goal to add this year, too, yeah. to add another addition. But That's Do cool. you want to add another baby or not yet? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We want yeah I think because uh, we're older, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I'd rather him have somebody else, whether a sister or a brother, just so they can have each other when we're gone, you know, because by mm-hmm. the time they're, you know, got to think, by the time they're 30, I'm going to be, like, 68. So... You know, mm-hmm. it's just shit that you got to think about. And that's if I make it that far. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Wait, so how old are you right now? 38. 
Oh, I knew it. I knew you because you made I made the math when you said it. So I'm like, but I don't want to sound dumb if I <laughs> if I don't say the right number. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm 38. Oh, okay. So. so when did you start all your your um like okay? So what was your? I wanna because I was gonna ask like okay, you got here at 13, mm-hmm. and then what happened from there? Like I kind of want to know the story from <clears throat> that to just like to now you know pretty much like or what were you gonna ask that yeah like okay um i got here when i was 13 and then i just went through the school system and i didn't fit in so i just kept being in trouble what school did you go to i went to reagan oh okay and then uh i went to hamilton middle school so everything i'm telling you i grew up in the heights heights yeah, yeah, the yeah. Heights. Okay. so my middle school is right there's this this the middle school that when you go down 20 if that's mm-hmm. cool right there that's my middle school okay and then I went to Reagan, which is off of the same boulevard, but on 13th. So, you know, I just didn't fit in. I didn't speak English. So mm-hmm. I literally, people tried to bully me when I first got here because I didn't know English. And mm-hmm. the first person that tried to bully me, I think from that point on, people never bullied me again. They just tried to jump me. But it was <clears throat> the weird, like, Mexican-American thing. You know, they didn't speak Spanish. I didn't speak English. And... I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. So eventually we just got to, like, I just started, people started swinging. So I started swinging back. Yeah. And so by the time I was in seventh, I got put in ESL. Um, by the time I was in seventh grade, the teacher was like, all right, you already know English. You're just playing stupid. And she was right. I already kind of, like, I could carry a conversation by seventh grade. Mm-hmm. And so I got kicked out of ESL and I got put in regular classes and then just got in more trouble because, you know, I just, I don't know, I just, I started becoming like a person that could talk English, but still hang out with like Mexican people in Spanish. So I didn't want these other people to get jumped because they didn't speak English. So I kind of stood up for them. So I got into more fights because, like, I was like, you were oh. defending mm-hmm. them. Yeah, and, but but it was a group of us. It was not just me. Mm-hmm. It was like four of us that could fight. So between all four of us, we could just like, and so we got to the point where like the Mexicans that when we hung out in lunch break. Or after school, they're like, yo, don't fuck with those Mexicans because they fight. Like, those land people, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't just, you know, it's not like it was before where people just turned the cheek and then they just. Yeah. No, yeah. So, we, like, they fought and we fought. Mm-hmm. And so, by the time, like, eighth grade came, I was pretty popular, you know, in kind of middle school. Not popular. I was popular for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Because I was always fighting. Mm-hmm. And so, by the time I got to high school, you start all over again. Same shit happens. You get, you know, you can, you know, try to make trying to figure out high school and um yeah man just kind of 17 years old i caught i caught like my first case and so there you go like start becoming part of the statistics and shit and so i started kind of getting in trouble um we got into a fight i had a pistol on me and they're like yo unlock carry off a weapon by a minor petty robbery they they caught me the circumstantial said that we tried to rob somebody but we never robbed nobody it was just a fight mm-hmm. and then when we got arrested the cop found a gun on me Mm. but the guys that we got into a fight with they were kind of it was more shameful back then to say I got robbed than I got whooped so he was like oh, he ain't robbers you know like it was just mm. a fight yeah. mm-hmm. so because they said that they were like okay so you didn't rob him which I didn't rob him um, and back then it was popular when you beat somebody up you kind of humiliate them to, so we would make them strip to their pants and we'd throw them on the freeway oh, and so God. that's why the cops said that it was a robbery oh okay mm. yeah okay but we literally didn't have anything. We literally just grabbed the pants and threw them, threw them through. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I get caught up in that. Um, I, you know, I didn't 
beat the case, but I got like two years in TDC and then like I just did nine months. Did you graduate then? I graduated high school. Yeah, I came yeah. back, graduated high school. Um, and then, you know, at the time, all my friends are just, and we had a friend that was cooking crack even at that age. Mm-hmm. And he was getting real violent. And so I was hanging out with him. And by the time I got out, I was I mean, I don't want to be a part of this shit. Like, this shit is crazy. Yeah. So then I, I didn't know what else to do. I worked at a restaurant and I just enrolled in culinary school. Mm. And then I became, I went to art school. What restaurant did you work on? I worked at a fucking burrito making place off of Durham and I-10. <laughs> and I, it was just like, it doesn't exist there no more. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but... That was like my job. So, so why cooking though? Because that's what I did. I, I had a cooking job, so I was like, oh, well, I might as well go into yeah, this. Go into this yeah. And then my brother used to cook too, so I was like, oh, I guess he makes a good money, so I'm, I'll try. I'll try it. Mm-hmm. I'll make more money if I have an education. So <clears throat> I enrolled in culinary school, uh, and then I saw that it was not just culinary school. It was like graphic designers, sound engineers. Um, Which one was it? The Art Institute. Art Institute. Okay, okay. And so I got exposed to even more people that were like different. They, they were, it was not like a regular college. No, yeah, it's not. So and it was how like, did you pay for that? Because it's expensive. I didn't pay for it. It was just student loans. Oh, okay. And so it was just like, and so then I meet this young girl that goes there and we kind of start dating and she's Indian. And her dad, after I was dating a year, he didn't want her to be with me anymore. So he shipped her to London where she was born. And then I moved to London when I'm 19 years old. I dropped out of college so I can learn. So really the excuse was that I was going to learn how to cook. Because like school was kind of, tra- like, I already worked in a good restaurant. By the time I enrolled in culinary school, I already worked at a fine dining restaurant cooking. So I feel like school was moving too slow. Yeah, they're just teaching you basic shit. Yeah, and so whenever she split, I decided that she asked me to come live with her after like three or four months. So then I lived in London for two years. What? I moved and I just travel cooking and I learned how to cook traveling like she had family like three hours away in a town called Leeds and her uncle would come like once a year to, I mean once a month to see her and her cousins were our age so they would tell her like hey we're coming to see you this weekend so she was like when they come you can just leave and travel and, and I was like fuck yeah so I was based there and then you know whenever her, her uncle would come I would go to like Portugal Spain France to go know. cook yeah to go and back then that's how you learn how to cook it's called a stage so like they see you on a restaurant i'm like yo i want to work for free just want to learn and they're like okay you can work for free so they'll just give you enough to like get a hostel in the area and so you just live in a hostel for two three weeks a month if you want to and that's how it goes oh shit so, that's crazy but that's do you think that you were <clears throat> that you were okay with that lifestyle because as a baby or as a kid yeah, you were yeah. already like yeah, for sure. I, I've that. never been a fr- like I didn't I didn't have anything to tie me down here. Yeah. So and what like, did your mom say? She didn't know. Me and my mom never had a good relationship until now. Mm. So, so we whenever were, you were fighting. all that, so you weren't living with your mom. When I came here, I, I lived were. with her from 13 to 16. That's okay. when I left here. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then at 16, I moved in with my brother back in the north side. Oh, okay. And then my brother moved out and had his girlfriend. So by the time I was 16, 17, I basically you were on had your my own place. Yeah. And so. I didn't like I didn't I just I was been on my own so yeah. yeah and then you know it took some time for me and my mom to like fix our relationship because like people were like oh you came here you met your mom it's like heavily ever after but it's like nah, it's nah not she don't know yeah. me I don't know her yeah well you didn't yeah. grow up and you probably don't the label as a mom is just mom but you know she doesn't have she doesn't play the role in your life as a mom and you're a 
You're a mom, so I, I always tell people it's the difference between being a mom and being a parent. Mm-hmm. What I needed it was a mom. I didn't need a parent. Yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't need somebody to tell me what to do, how to do it. Especially when you're already like raising yourself, so, right? Yeah. What but, I needed, I needed somebody to love me and like show me compassion. The cariños, she, yeah, yeah. But she yeah. was always working. She she was like all about work, so she never really was present. And so we had a lot of bumping heads. Mm, yeah, I can I can see that. But let's go on a quick break, and we'll be back. we are back so you were saying you went into like the culinary um cooking stuff you know i went to the art institute to go get like a quote with my mom like she talked me out of that shit real quick she's like how are you gonna pay for this yeah i and wanted my, to go there and in my head i'm just like man she's really asking me how i'm gonna pay for it when she's my mom like <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. she's supposed to got I'm me sure. but she don't got me you know yeah. so then i was like i'll just go to hcc <laughs> and i didn't even go but what were you trying to go for uh i was interested in the cooking what? and like the the interior? fashion interior designing Tight that's up. what i was into but because in high school um, I graduated early, so I took a cooking class, and I really enjoyed it. But ask me now, like, nah, I'm good. I'll throw everything <laughs> in the fucking air fryer. <laughs> <laughs> but how was the cooking for you? Like, so you were in London, you did the different areas, and that's a very different lifestyle to have, like, an ex- to experience that. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it was. I think it helped me. Like, like one, I think when I tell people that like being homeless so young helped me a lot. It's probably like the biggest. Like the best thing that could have probably ever happened to me in a weird way, mm-hmm. uh, and then traveling is obviously the next best thing that's ever happened to me. So you traveled at a young age. Yeah, too, yeah. So. just being able to like just pick up and go wherever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like feel like nobody got you. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's, it's hard. You're to on explain. your own. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to explain to people. It's like like feeling really alone, where like you don't feel like. It's not you don't feel like you have nobody. It's like really loneliness to me. It's like feeling like nobody has you. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so I feel that's how I felt for a while, for a long time. For a yeah. long time. <clears throat> and so, just being able to that that has always kind of been like my like my filter, right? So it's yeah. just like I put that up, and then I just I like yo fuck it, like I could just dip. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So so how when did you end up leaving? When I was 19. No, London. Like, Oh, I got deported from London because I overstayed my visa. And so I got deported because her dad found out that I lived, that I was kind of on and off living. Uh-huh. Uh, because she was really wealthy and, like, we had, like, a chauffeur and shit like that. And so she, like, basically the chauffeur snitched and, like, basically they called the their version of Homeland, uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security. And then they found out that I overstayed my visa by, like, because they gave me the visa for six months. Okay. And then I ended up being there almost, like, right below two years. And so they found out they threw me on a plane and brought my ass back to Mexico. So you went, at that age, you ended up in Mexico? Yeah, at 19. And did you go to your town? No, no, I came, like, straight back. Like, literally, I like I got to Mexico City, and then I bought a flight to Houston immediately. Because mm-hmm. you already had citizenship? I had a, um, at the time, I had my uh, permanent my green card basically okay. oh so you were just like so why didn't they just send you to houston because i'm not a american As, citizen oh okay so then when you got to houston what you that relationship ended and that that was that? yeah yeah for sure i mean we already 
kind of knew. It was already, t- I already knew. You know, it was just yeah. too weird. Like, it was not yeah. going to work. And You're dodging shit. Yeah. 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 And so so just, then, when you got to Houston, what did you do? What was your next step? I worked at, a, I went back to school, went to culinary school. Uh, because, like, a big feel of my success is because my mom always told me everything that I couldn't do. So, I had promised her when I left the house that I was going to, like, get a college degree. And she was like, yeah, whatever. Like, we'll see. Because you're out here, like, hanging out with gangbangers and shit. And you, you're not going to do anything positive. So, I just... Do you feel like it sucks to say, but that that's what motivated you yeah, to yeah, prove sure. her wrong? Uh, she, she knows that now. Like, we've had, like, several hard to heart. Like, my mom can drink. Me and my mom... I'm the only one of her kids that she drinks with, like, comfortably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've had, like, you know, times where we're like, okay, let's sit down and let's hash this shit out, you know? Yeah. And it's usually with a big bottle of mezcal and just her and I going at it, you know, like, questions for me and questions for her. And that's how we've kind of found our relationship between each other. So whenever I came back, I just went back to the restaurant business, started working restaurants. And then I got this opportunity because I was... Back, I even back then I collected sneakers. I would come to the mall to Almeida Mall because nobody was ever in that bitch. I would always get a pair there, and I would go to North Line Mall and I get a pair there. And even before I moved to London, I noticed this one guy. He was always at the stores. And then like when I came back, I started doing my same rounds. And then he was like, "Hey, bro, like I've seen you since you was like 17, like coming here and getting sneakers and shit." And I was like, yeah, I was like, I always see you. And I was like, I never, like, I thought, I was like, yo, why is he at all the stores? Mm-hmm. Then I found out that he was the regional manager for Foot Locker. Um, so he was always at all the Foot Lockers making sure that their merchandising was straight. And so he was like, hey, me and my homies, we're going to open a store. And, like, basically, you're the, like, you look like the person we want in our store. Like, shopping with us and, like, mm-hmm. you dress different, so... Like, would you be down to work for us? And I was like, I don't know if I'd be down to work. Maybe, yeah. I was like, when is it going to open? He's like, man, we're right now we just got permitting. We're starting, like, um, designing construction soon. And I was like, tight. He's like, we already got all the funding and everything. And so, he, long story short, like, that's how he was like, would you be down to work for 3% sweat equity? And I was like, yeah, fuck it. So, I worked for two years for, like, 3%. For free basically so um by the end of year two or year three yeah year two one of the other partners wanted to leave mm-hmm. and so i saw it like that was my opportunity to become majority owner of the tip like not like become like them mm-hmm. and so because they were all older and so the guy that wanted out he wanted ten thousand dollars for his share so i sold everything that i had everything and i just bought myself that 25 percent that he was leaving which made me a 28% stakeholder now. And so oh, okay. that's how I became the tipping point because I was the guy that looked like the shot. Like, I looked like the tipping point. You know, nobody. Mm. The other guys were older, so they didn't dress like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how that yeah. name came about. David Tipping, yeah. Wow. Also so, because of the tipping, you know, like the yeah. Houston shit. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of why my name is Roly Vogues. Yeah. Because of the Vogue tires and shit. I I figured. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I wanted to keep that Houston shit. But so did you have the taste of like the clothes and this? Well, obviously, right? You had like that taste in fashion like before Tipping Point came along. Yeah, when I moved to London, I think kind of. So I've always dressed different, even when I first got here. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I never fit in because I always dressed different at the time. Do you think that come from like Mexico? 
I just being me. Like I just not. I wouldn't. I just think just yeah, maybe so because you have to make it work with what you got. You can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you never really. I never looked at it as like. Oh, it has to be expensive. I just put shit together that. When I started, like, when I went to the Art Institute, I started seeing, like, the fashion and retail management, like, all these degrees, and I was like, oh, shit, like, then I started becoming friends with everybody in the Galleria, because I was in the mall all the time, and so, then I was like, man, why is this fucking shirt $250, and this shirt is, like, $35, and so Mm -hmm. I started learning, I was like, oh, man, this is crazy, so I literally have friends everywhere in the Galleria, like, everywhere, from Louis Vuitton to, like, Chanel everywhere like I, every, every, everybody that went to the art institute they all eventually ended up getting jobs in the gallery because it was so close at the time mm-hmm. the, the art institute originally was on two lights away from the gallery on Yorktown in oh, okay. and so everybody was always hanging at the gallery so <clears throat> I kind of became like a mall rat and so that's kind of when I left and came back then I kind of understood it more Mm. Yeah. I was already not wearing Jordans like everybody else was. I was already not like trying to wear the same fucking, you know, matchy matchy everything. Like, yeah, you weren't going with the trend. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. whatever yeah. trend was on going on. Yeah, and so that just kind of, you know, and because of that, then when I came back, then I got the job, the opportunity to be a partner at the tipping point, and then I bought everybody out basically, like everybody. So your store started off. As something else, but As then a you changed. Store. You changed it to that to, to the tipping what point. What it is now? No, no, it was always the tipping point. Oh, that was okay. the name. Yeah. And then that's when you became David Tippy yeah. because of that name Whenever, and everything else. So I felt ashamed that I only own three and a half, three <clears> percent. <throat> so I felt like, man, I don't want the fucking people to think that I'm the owner. Like I've, that's whack. Like I don't want fucking own nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I felt like three percent ain't shit, you know. And so whenever I bought. The other twenty five percent, I felt like then I then I could say I'm an owner. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, I never told anybody I, I owned anything because I just felt like like I, I, it don't matter who owns it. You mm-hmm. know, if the shit's tight, it's tight. And so we became a very influential sneaker store in the South. And so we were at the time in like magazines and the internet and shit like that. There was nothing like that in the whole south it was just us yeah and social media wasn't even a thing yeah like yeah. that so then we started getting like activations with like big artists and shit like that we brought nigel sylvester down before Nigel sylvester was nigel we 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 worked with don c and his first pop-up i mean it's just like a lot of things that i did to or we did to like maintain that that like damn like they're putting together like music with art and like sneakers like there was no store that did that here you know, mm-hmm. even the ones that opened before me, like there was no stores that were doing what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So, so what was the the name? Shout out Jesse from Hip Hop Vintage, right? Jesse knows the story too. Yeah, yeah, he's the one that was telling us that your story is crazy. We actually had called him because I went, I met up with him and Lucia yesterday at the their sandwich shop, and um, he was like, yeah, he's like, who y'all, who y'all, who you, do you have lined up? So I started telling him, he's like, man, David's story is pretty crazy or whatever. I'm like, we actually have him tomorrow, which was today. And then he's like, because um, you did an, ep- you have an episode on with, HBO. Um, with Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. 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 So how, how was that? Yeah, how was that? That was just crazy. That was the homie, for, for real. Like, we worked on that show for like three weeks. And mm. so it was on and off calls and shit like that. And 
it's crazy to like it's it's just crazy honestly to like be even in the same room with that dude you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. so i've been able to work with like two of my heroes and him being one of them yeah for sure um because he was doing the same thing, right? I mean, traveling and... Yeah, just... but, like, people don't know why he's important. Like, he's not important because he was a chef. He was actually not that good of a chef. Yeah, because I, I would see him on TV, but I didn't... I never knew his impact. I never... I just, Huge like, oh, he's, like, one of the traveling guys, you yeah. know? Before... Be, he's the traveling guy. He's the guy that taught everybody how to travel and eat. Like, because of him, there's the term foodie. Because of him, like, people go to these towns and, yeah. like eat food with local people like it's all because of him like the way people eat now is because of him mm-hmm. it, like so social me- like the yeah. social media like know. he opened yeah. that realm right for sure yeah. yeah like he put it on on a show you know yeah. like i'm sure people were doing it before but because that's how i've always traveled i've always traveled like that like i eat where people from the hoodie like i eat in the street like i don't mm-hmm. eat i mean i like fancy restaurants obviously because that's my job yeah but I eat wherever the good food is. That's where I'm at, you know. And so wait, I, that's your job. That was my job. Like, oh I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Whenever there. you were chef. Oh, okay. So it, it it just you know it's mm-hmm. it's I'm the type of person that like if I go to a beach town, I want to go with a fisherman to go catch the fish. Like the, I I'm like that. Yeah. And so because at the end of the day, it's kind of like the good shit, right? Yeah, like, sure. yeah that's yeah. really the, the the tight shit. You know, mm-hmm. I've been yeah. I've been lobster fishing in Belize. You know, I've been. I mean, I, I'm, I know how to butcher. Like, I can kill a fucking goat from beginning to end. I can cook it from when it's alive to where it's not. So, oh like, God. like I can do that in real life. You know what I'm saying? So That's crazy. I just feel like I've been blessed and to, to, to be able to, With experiences, yeah, to, be able to do that. And so, to <clears throat> for him to reach out to me, it's like, hey. So, he reached out to you? Yeah. He was like, yo, we heard your story. We want to know if you're down to do a Houston show. Because we've been wanting to do a Houston show for, like, years but we never knew the angle. And honestly, like, the show that y'all saw is not what we originally planned. Like, there was not supposed to be no Americans, no Slim Thug, none of that shit. It so was... I still I still haven't seen it, mm. but... I well, kind of yeah, so saw it, because Jesse was like, <clears throat> is this episode, he's like, I'm going to text you, and he never texted me yesterday. So then I was like, I called him, I'm like, what was the episode? And he's like, uh, it's on HBO, da-da-da-da. And then I just, I looked it up, so I kind of like... um like skip through it and then yeah, i yeah. saw like your part yeah, yeah. so that's kind of interesting so it's like there's a what we see and then what was planned yeah. or what yeah, yeah, I, yeah like for sure. it literally yeah. looks like it was just one day yeah but it wasn't it was like three weeks yeah. of production and there was that whole slim thing happened by accident um <laughs> fucked up he wanted to try lean real bad like real bad because he was a recovering heroin addict and i was super against it i was like nah don't that's like heroin, bro. He was like, yo, what the fuck you talking about? I was like, that's literally, literally liquid heroin. He was like, man, it's not that bad. He's like, plus, I'm already like, I'm already over that. I just want to know how close to the shit is or whatever. Or like to that. experience it. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm the one that was like, yo, this is Slim's people. Call them. There's like a slab show. Like, that's where you could, you know, yeah. like, that's really became because of slabs like he was like yo what's up with slab culture and lean and all that stuff mm-hmm. so that that's kind of the curiosity oh. so that's i was super against that being in the show i think it could have been its own thing but like the production was rushed like it was a lot of shit that happened that they needed to pump that episode out mm-hmm. because the people that produced that show anthony bourdain owned the production company and then they sold the show to HBO. That that's how it works with a lot of this. No, shows. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And so Anthony Bourdain's production people, they were rushed by HBO to like, basically what they do is they shoot for six months and then they edit for three months and then they air or they sell it. And then the network airs whenever they want to. Yeah. But they were rushing them. So, excuse me. They were still, sorry, turn it around. They were still on the road when they were getting pressure to, to pump the episode. Yeah. So that's why you don't know this, but in the first the first time it aired, I had my family, like like all of us were gonna watch it, and I was not even on the episode. Really? Yeah. So they were like, I I didn't make the episode. It wasn't until like, bro, like two years later, I'm having dinner and my homie calls me from Long Beach. She's like, Yo, I just saw you on TV, and I was like, What are you talking about? He's like, I came to this restaurant and they passed Anthony Bourdain's like parts unknown, and you're in there, and I was like, What the fuck? So then I caught Josh, the production manager for that show, and I was like, yo, what happened? He was like, yo, you're on the show. They they put the real, ver- like, the version where you're in it, they mm-hmm. put it on HBO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. And so that's how I found out that I was finally on the show. Oh, shit. That's crazy. But did, the first time they aired it, I was not even on the did show. Did you feel like um, some type of, like, uh, like damn, that's fucked up? or It like- did because all my family came to watch the show because I was in there. And yeah. I wasn't in there. And so that was crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? But... You know, you looked a, younger for sure. I mean, this gray hair came the last three years. For <laughs> real. Yeah. yeah, how's your hair now? Is it the same? No, nah, it's like man, it's like shorter. Like, I cut my hair real because it's hot. I don't like being hot. Yeah, because I saw it and I'm like, damn, like, why his hair's long? Yeah, yeah, he has a little like hair going to the side, and I'm just like, it was very because I hadn't seen you like in person until we went to like your event that was, by the way, super packed. What event? The one that the hat club. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> that one. And uh, I had seen you, and I honestly, from like a distance. Uh, oh no, no, actually, we said hi because you know you yeah. were in right there, and then you had and to then, like, yeah, go. Like, Yo, we're not gonna like. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. like nah. So then, so then when I saw you, I'm like, damn, he, he kind, you kind of gave me like gangster vibes in a way. <laughs> so then when I saw the the clips on the from the episode, I'm like wait what like it was very different you yeah, know for sure. but i mean yeah you were younger so how yeah. long ago was it though that that like seven years ago something like that oh seven, seven five seven years ago something like that yeah Damn. well 2017 so, is five years ago well it was in 2017 something like that i don't know i was like i said like five or seven years yeah mm. so i was um like i i mean i, I i'm gonna watch the episode because I, I i didn't even know that that was out or I know, whatever, I forgot you know, to tell... I didn't tell you yesterday, right? <clears throat> no. Yeah, I was supposed to tell him because Jesse's like, oh, yeah, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And I'm just like, oh, man, like, you got to text me because, like, I'm going to forget. And then I called him and he's like, oh, it's this, this, and that. And we're like, oh, yeah. So yeah, then, yeah. But how was... So how was he or whatever? Like... It was cool, bro. And then afterwards, like y'all cool. still kind of yeah, stayed yeah, in touch? Sure. Yeah, He um He was just, like, real friendly dude. He was, he, he's like, he was real down to earth. He was not, like... Uh, he just smoked a shit ton of cigarettes. He, like mm. he was just like, oh, mm. I'm gonna smoke. Like I apologize, you know. Like he was just always real yeah. mindful of everybody in the room. Like mm. he made he made you feel like he knew you for a long time, even when you just met him. Yeah, like mm. as big as he was, you he never belittled anybody, no, no, right? Or no. made you feel like he was superior to you. Yeah, right? now he was just like a down to earth. I think that's why he was. He's still so loved and like. Yeah. You know, just yeah. cause, like his cultural impact. Is you huge. think like every like the culinary stuff kind of helped you in that. To get in contact with him, or yeah, yeah for did sure. the culinary? What else did the culinary like? Kind of like lead you to? 
I mean, or, it's just that's like this that's, is what I tell. This is my real job. Like that's what I did. That's what I do still. Like every now and then, like I'll go cook. When what's I go your out of town. your favorite dish to cook? Steaks, probably. Really? Oh my god! How do you, so how what, do you make them? Or what's the them? best way to eat them? Rare. Rare. Oh. <laughs> like barely say. seared and shit. Like I like my shit moving still. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm like no. at a, I'm at medium rare. That's where that's I'm fine. at. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Anything past that is. My mom's at, at you well wanna, done. Yeah, yeah his mom anything is Anything past at, that is leather. What? <laughs> I'm at sure. medium well. I cannot. I can't go past. But that. you know, do you know? I can't do medium. Like medium I just can't. But I do just, you know that that's not blood anymore, right? What is you, it? You know that? Like, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> when a cow gets slaughtered, all the blood goes out. Of so the then, system. what is it? It's protein. It's literally the same. It's almost the same. So I weight. should be sucking the shit out of the steak to it's get protein. Almost, it's almost the same protein that you eat with your scoops. No way. This is straight up protein. That's the what, red that's, juice that looks mm-hmm. like blood. Yeah, hundred percent. I've always thought it was blood. I always thought it was blood, and it always would gross me out. So that's why I wouldn't eat it medium. Mm-mm. Um, next time I'm just gonna like scoop it and drink it. Like <laughs> yeah. this. It's literally like protein. It's like that's why you let it rest. But why is mm. it red? So it's because like, your muscles are red. Cause... Oh my god! Well, food for thought. Shit, I kind of <laughs> want some now. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just like whenever you <clears throat> make some, have it over. It's just, Whoa. it's just Whoa. like you have to. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, you know what I mean? Like, mm. some people don't want to know because they're like, oh, I don't, it's blood. Well, it's for sure blood. You know? No, yeah, 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 honestly. But some people are like, yo, I didn't, I didn't know what that was. I, I personally, I can eat this shit almost raw. Too. I mean, there's, I don't know if you know what a tartare is. No. It's like a dish where it's raw meat. And I, anytime I see a tartare, I'm so, order But you don't it. think mm. that you have to build yourself up to eat that? No. Like, you just think you can go straight? Because I feel like I can't. Because I had raw sushi and I couldn't. But that's different, no? I mean, like, cause the uh, the meat, the like steak tastes good like that though. I mean, I feel like it's just um, it's very well seasoned, no? On the yeah, and yeah. It's, since it's, it just, it's a thick it, piece it, and stuff. Like me, when I eat like <clears throat> asparagus, I want to taste asparagus. I don't want to taste all the butter and fucking salt in there. I want to know what like if I want to eat carrots, I want to taste carrots. If I yeah. want to eat steak, I want to eat steak. I want it to taste mm. like steak. So what's something that you're like? We're not eating that in my household. Nothing. Nothing. Hmm. My son has had like caviar, like he's had raw sushi already. He's he eats what I eat. Do y'all feed him like organic stuff and all this? Nah, we like. feed him whatever we eating. That's what he eats. Oh, okay. okay, so what are like? Cause I I fed Milo. We gave Milo sushi, right? Yeah. And then he didn't really like it. Nah. There's also like different kinds of sushi. You don't want to fucking give him like grocery store sushi, you know? Cause you never know. <laughs> I it wouldn't was, trust that. My H- wife. It was H-E-B sushi. <laughs> but H-E-B is the best of the worst. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> it's the best of the worst. Good way to put it. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. If yeah. I was going to eat sushi at a grocery store, it would probably be from H-E-B. Yeah, not from Walmart. Definitely not from Kroger or Walmart. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Wait, so, like, your son, he's okay with just eating, like, the stuff? Whatever So, he like, with Milo, we did that. Like, uh, now he eats what we eat, right? Like, yeah, yeah, So, much. like, tostadas, like the pollo with lechuga and tomate, mm-hmm. right? He'll eat it with lechuga and tomate. Yeah. But when I was little, I would just eat it with chicken. Like, yeah. Now, I know? mean, this is my rule. Like, I'm not going to make another plate for you. You either eat it or you don't. Eventually, your ass is going to get hungry. Yeah, that's just the way I no, see it. No, so we started doing that, right? Like that was yeah. our because my sister in law was like, "How do you get Milo to eat 
I was like, because that's what there is. Mm-hmm. So now he just yeah, eats it, what there is. Yeah, like this morning, I mean, this morning is basic. Like, le di taco de frijoles, mm-hmm. you know? And Con then, tortilla de harina. Yeah, tortilla de harina. And then he ate it. But then, like, he tries to finish it because afterwards he's like, uh, can I get some candy? And I'm like, nah, bro. Like, candy is later. He wanted that shit for breakfast. But he eats the stuff because he knows he can he probably can eat a, some sweets a after. treat after, yeah. But, Fun fact, I didn't need a flour tortilla till I came to America. What? We don't need this. Was that shit. like maseca and shit? Yeah, we don't we make real masa. Like but is it maize? Yeah, corn oil. Mm. Oh, yeah, maize. Yeah, because... I can't. I mean, when I was little, I did not like the corn tortillas. It's all I like. like I don't, I, 10 out of 10 times. The be. corn tortillas? I like both, but I didn't grow up with lazarina, like, made from scratch until, like, I met him and his mom would, like... A massage. That's like me a how northern Mexico thing, though. That's not like a central, like the southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like the southern's more like Central Americanized. Because they're close native. to uh, Guatemala, you know, Honduras and stuff like that. It's just more native. The southern, the more Mexico southern you go, the more, like the, the more north you go, the more American. Yeah, it's, I, I see that. I can see that too. Yeah, and I so mean, in Central Mexico, you, you don't, people don't make flour tortillas. Really. It's not a thing. That's crazy. That is wild. All right. Let's go on a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah. More hack club stuff? All right, but... (laughs) You got to get there That that shit was crazy because I I was watching the... Because we had people that that we follow or whatever. They were there and... uh, the show was just hectic, right? That day, the Hat Club day. That show was wild. It was like lines and across the street and shit. But it's funny. Are we live now? Yeah, yeah we're okay. live. We're live. <clears throat> it's funny because people think that that's like my like I I just started doing hat events and mm. like if you know me then you know that in 2013 I did like a hat drop with Don C. So it's yeah. like it's not. I'm this is not my first hat rodeo. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, it's and, a little different, but it was like fucking hats were like five hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that's just, hats. So it was like a big deal. That's crazy. So like, how how did you? We're kind of fast forwarding here, right? But um, you take over the store, like the store becomes yours and everything, right? So, um, what all is in there? Like, so you it came it be, it went from a sneaker store to what? We have a coffee shop in the front. It's like a multi-use space, really. So we, everything that I like essentially is there. Okay. So like we, I didn't feel like dinner with the bullshit of like sneaker culture. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel like politicking anymore and like fucking kissing ass to get my accounts right and shit. So I was like, man, fuck this. Like, you know, y'all can keep that. I'm I'm tired of like the sneaker game, really. And so Fabrizio and I have been talking about. We did a store in the back. Then you had went to the very back when it was like real little roundhouse. And then whenever I closed the sneaker shit. I was like, why don't you just move everything to the front? We'll do everything together in the front. Mm-hmm. So then we took over the big space and we redid the front space. But when I opened that store, the one that everybody knows now, I had the original idea was to put a, a coffee shop in the front. And so I already had that and then the back became like the vintage store. And then uh, when we did the the vintage store, we focused more on like... like no disrespect to anybody, but nobody was doing true vintage. Everybody was doing fucking 90s vintage. And mm-hmm. I don't like that shit. I, I didn't grow up here in the 90s, necessarily. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. 
nobody wanted to touch what we were touching at the time. And so Fabrizio saw an opportunity with us to be the first ones to do what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And there was people that were swearing up and down, like, oh, I'm never touching that shit. Like, that true vintage is weird. And now everybody wants that shit. Furniture, all that shit. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> we um, did that. And then when I had the sneaker store, the backspace before Fabrizio was there with the hype shit, that was my studio. That's where we did shot like product shots and stuff when we had the sneakers and stuff. So since that closed, we just it just kind of became like an extra room. And then my homie Vito, um, I had found out that he wasn't tattooing that. Like he, I don't know what happened with Red Eye Gallery or whatever. He was just doing his own thing, and I was like, "Yo, why don't we do a studio in the back?" And so he was like, "Yo, fuck it, let's do a studio in the back." And then it was him, and like another guy, and then. It just kind of grew to like real fast, so now mm-hmm. I think there's like six artists there. Oh shit! Out of that tattoo out of the back studio, and so, you know, that's like, that's what currently is at the store. Like, okay, so it's just like a lifestyle store. How do you drink your coffee? Black. Just straight black. Or like now, my wife, I taught her how to use the espresso machine, so she makes a bunch of like, drinks, like lattes and stuff. Mm. Do you have that big machine, the one that's like? kind of all crazy to use it looks kind of complex in my house yeah in your house yeah yeah i have one too. <clears throat> i have one in my house too yeah that's kind of wild so you're very like a like a coffee connoisseur like kind of i just drink a lot of coffee because whenever I, I was going through your your stories and stuff right like as you were like traveling and stuff and because you got you got some in new york right like yeah, yeah and it's just like i just feel like it's like a a thing like that you do yeah, yeah it's like try different coffees and stuff or what yeah for sure like i mean I, it's just like <clears throat> like drinking coffee is like drinking wine or smoking cigars or even smoking mm. weed like wait so wh- enough, where does like, coffee comes from colombia everywhere so coffee was discovered in ethiopia it's mm. african black people discovered coffee like they had their own method yeah yeah, yeah coffee as you know it now is just but coffee was discovered or is from ethiopia mm. But you've never been there? No. Would it's you ever like, want to go just to try? Yeah, but there's like super amazing farms here in America too. Not in the U.S., but like in Guatemala, Salvador, Mexico. Mm. So. Have you? So you every time you go somewhere, you try a coffee? I try a lot of coffee. Oh, really? That's like my... Your thing? Yeah, I eat and I drink coffee. That's like the number two things that I do. So have you ever had pan... Well, we call it pan frances, but pan bolillo with like black coffee? Yeah, I mean, isn't it so good? There's, there's, in Mexico, all the grandmas made cafe de olla. That's how they then people are like, yo, cafe de olla is like a thing now in America. I know, I've been seeing that a lot. But it's it's literally because out of poverty, right? So like, grandma would make a big pot of coffee with yeah. molasses and like cinnamon. But the reason that we started drinking coffee so young is because we couldn't afford milk. So, like, in order for all of us to have a little splash of milk, she would give us coffee with a little milk. Mm. So that, because milk is more expensive than coffee. Yeah. So we would get a little. That like, splash milk of milk in your coffee. coffee. Mm. So, mm. I mean, we've been drinking coffee since, we were, since I was a kid. Yeah. So that's the only way I can drink black coffee. But uh, how with the with eating but, it? But with sugar. Mm. Say no. No, <laughs> no, no. I think it's just uh, because the bread is not a sweet bread, but it's just like you're dipping it in something. I, I honestly, not because he said say no, but 
I just don't think we, even my cousins, I feel like we drink it just like that. But we dip the bread and eat the yeah. bread. So we're not drinking the coffee straight. But we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, with the bread. I feel like that's how. But I haven't had that in so long. The first time I ever tried coffee was black coffee. Here. At the house? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you should. I don't know. It just depends also, like, if you actually like coffee, you know. Some people don't like coffee. Well, you know what? Yeah, I don't think he just doesn't know how to, like, No, 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 because, like, I, w- I was never, I was, ever since I, like, I was, like, 17, 18, I started drinking, like, energy drinks, right? Yeah. So, I'm just, like, energy drinked out, you know? And I think a couple years ago, I was, like, I kind of want to try coffee just to, like, lay off the drinks and shit. And I didn't know nothing about coffee, you know, so I'm, like... Fuck it, I'll just go with black. Okay, black is like the most. Uh, is it the most caffeinated? No, there's not like that has absolutely nothing to do with it. Oh, the caffeine. Then I caffeine. fucked up. I thought that was the most potent, and I'm no, like, that's, right, that's, this... the, that's the misconception because <clears throat> we don't know. Like we think the blacker the coffee is, the stronger it is. Yeah. But I can tell you, I can make you a coffee that you can see through it just like this, and it'll have you fucking jumping off the walls. That has nothing to do with it. It's Damn, just yeah. so. Where does the caffeine <clears throat> come from? Coffee, but coffee, it, but it has nothing to do with it being black or not being. Okay, black. so oh. I, I've always thought it was that's that was a thing. So I started, but I feel like people, okay, because you have like your Starbucks drinks that are like very flavorful, and then you have your black coffee. Is that like the spectrum? Like the black coffee is down here, like no flavor, no sugar, no nada. Yeah, Carriba is like all the added sugars, whipped cream, or whatever the it, fuck. It's backwards. Mean. It's the other way. Real coffee is like here, and Starbucks is here. Yeah. Okay. No. Well, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I don't mean like, oh, that's the top, but just the 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 distance between like the. So, so if, look, if you go to any local small coffee shop, they mm-hmm. have way better beans than Starbucks could ever. Okay, so it, that's that's what, what matters. That's what beans. matters. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna yeah. say. And, but, the beans. Yeah. yeah, but that's what that's where I'm going to. Okay, I started drinking black coffee. And then slowly she would like go get Starbucks or whatever or make coffee here. And she'd be like, try this one. And I'm like, oh, this is a little sweeter. I think I could drink this one. And then the Starbucks is like way sweeter and it's more flavorful. Well, so the, yeah, because the only coffee I make here <clears throat> is the protein one. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. you, yeah, it's yeah, pretty cause good. Yeah, because I do uh, just like medium roast and then it's like just the regular black, but mm-hmm. then I add my caramel protein to it. And that's my flavor to gotcha. it, you know? But, um, but yeah, so like the beans do matter. So, 100%. Like, do you buy yours wholesale? I mean, we have our own roasting. They roast for us. Like, we have a roast. They roast our blend for the tipping point. Really? Wow, that's pretty it's cool. It's a whole coffee business. Like, yeah, yeah, y'all, for sure. yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, that's dope. That is cool. You know what? I need to, I need to go over there and, and then try the well, coffee. Well, because he shit. went to uh, Joshua Vitas' coffee shop in LA, which was, uh, it was good. Yeah, you know. Okay, yeah, and go. And he tried. We just, I'm not like, I don't know how to ask for coffee. I just, yeah, yeah. it's it's like a whole thing. I mean, it's intimidating. That's why people don't do it. Cause like, yeah, it is intimidating. Yeah, like, and then people are fucking assholes. Like baristas are dickheads. You know what I mean? So I don't. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like that. That's what this new generation of coffee owners is like. We're switching that around. Like, mm. education should be free, and you shouldn't feel ashamed for not knowing how to ask for fucking coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should teach you how to order coffee so that you don't go make an ass out of yourself at another coffee shop. Yeah. yeah. Because other coffee shops, like before us, they made you feel like you were stupid for not knowing. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. not. Or it's just like uh, the the looks <clears throat> they give you, right? So mm-hmm. you're, and, and let me tell you, I only ordered two drinks from Starbucks, and I never change shit from it because i don't even know what the fuck to add or what mm-hmm. to take off you know yeah, for sure. it's just a frap 
you know, it's just like a caramel frap. That's it. Like that's what I get, or the strawberry lemonade or whatever. Yeah. That's the only things I order from Starbucks. Yeah, the menu is like a Bible. Is yes. So it's just like, and then I'll, I'll add like an espresso shot. So what's that like? That's where coffee comes. From. Like coffee, That's every coffee drink, every coffee drink is made from that shot. Mm. Every coffee drink, a oh, latte, okay. a cortado, everything comes from that little shot of espresso. Oh, okay, so I when I'm like super tired, I'll, I'll be like, "Can you add like an extra shot?" Thinking mentally, like that. All right, this ex- extra shot's gonna wake me the fuck up, right? But we went to the that other. Uh, what what's the name of it? Uh, Joshua's yeah Matt Black Matt Black yeah so we got the the mug the coffee mug right Mm -hmm. there behind you and um I I just told the girl I'm like I was like what's y'all's house special like what's the drink you know and she's like oh this this and that and she named a bunch of ingredients and I was just like oh I don't fucking know just that's fine you know she's like well what kind of milk do you want and I'm just like whatever milk comes with a drink you know she's like uh what did you say she's like i don't know i'm like well which one do you like and she's like oh i like this one i'm like okay do that one like i Mm -hmm. felt like i wasn't gonna taste the difference because of course it's not like i drink coffee like that you know to know the difference in like the milks and the shit that they put in it and so so he got the same version but hot and i got it cold and i'd rather it Uh it was good but but it was it was kind of like already hot outside hot outside so i'm just like yeah it was already the afternoon and shit yeah. and we're getting coffee and shit but i just wanted to go there um but yeah so like how do y'all's work like do y'all have a menu or y'all just go yeah, based yeah, off we have of a menu. okay it's just a small menu we don't like it's not like a big coffee shop it's just straight coffee we don't do all the fucking razzle dazzle yeah yeah mm. so then, what's your you said just black coffee that's what i drink yeah, every morning no sugar no nothing and that wakes you up yeah mm. but is it just because it's like a Nah, I'm the man for drinking this black coffee, or is you nah, I like really coffee. like it? Yeah, I like the way it tastes. Okay, I, like, okay. I like the taste of coffee. But then he did say the <laughs> seeds matter, so. It's yeah, 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 better yeah. tasting, yeah. You know, I was going to ask, porque I'm not, um, I feel, obviously, you're very tapped in to Houston culture, right? And you know a lot of people and everything, but I feel like I'm very, um, I'm still, like, getting in touch with houston people or the people that are like on top of the houston shit you know but i'm very like gravitated towards like it seems like i'm very gravitated towards like la creatives but being joshua vitas is the main are you familiar with him yeah yeah, Yeah, yeah. so it's like him bro i I just feel like i'm like i'm going to his coffee shop and i don't even drink coffee like that and i never been to your coffee shop you know what i mean like but i just feel like your coffee shop is kind of like the the same from you're like it's the houston version of that one over there you right. know what i mean In LA, yeah. me as a creative you know what i mean because i feel like you're surrounded by a creative like aspect and stuff yeah, yeah. you know so it's like i just feel like i need to be more tapped in with the houston stuff and like kind of dig in a little more and just surround myself with that more you know what i mean no yeah um but yeah it's just I, like i mean thought. i think it's important because that's you know i mean you want to be a part of that now you know what i mean like yeah you have a like a platform like a creative platform so yeah it only help you you know help your brand probably yeah more and you know we're all like about supporting like the locals like you know what i mean yeah and but of course it's just like you somehow have to like be tapped in you know what i mean yeah for sure. and then like keeping the connection like alive yeah for sure like you know after we record the episode i feel like we're pretty good about talking to everybody who's like who's been on here right like yeah 
Um, we were uh, trying to, porque before I would never attend like events. I'd get invited and I'd be like, I'm too busy. Sometimes I'll just go by myself and shit, or I just, they don't want to go by myself no more, so I just don't go, you know, or whatever. Pero, no, I think we're very like, uh, keeping connections alive now, honestly. Yeah. That was actually one of the things that I was going to ask him about a long time ago when we brought that topic up about keeping connections alive. Porque, I, I always use you as an example. That time that we met at hip hop, that's when I got your number the first time. Yeah, for sure. But back then, I didn't have like the podcast. I, and I was just I was just a graphic designer. So I was like, all right, the only thing I can offer him is like a design or whatever the hell, right? But we I never found any reason to text you or call you. And I was just like, and I'm like, fuck, like I'm going to lose this connection. Like I'm not going to ever build shit with him yeah like you know? we we weren't like he wasn't at the time right like prepared to be like hey david like boom something yeah, yeah, yeah i have yeah, yeah, yeah. and now we on. have like the podcast right so now we're just yeah. like hey we would love to have you on like pick your brain like you know show the people like your story share it you know because i'm sure you've shared it like with others right yeah but i mean it's always different viewers for sure at the end yeah, of the everybody day. has their different audience and shit yeah yeah but but at the end of the day that's why like i i love this shit you know and now i it's we're face to face and shit and just talking and stuff and just being able to actually build now rather than back then when i wasn't ready to you know what i mean no, yeah. So. yeah and that's how i mean that's how it works bro i think shit happens when it's supposed to happen yeah that's just what i believe in then well, i don't no yeah i think everything happens for a reason and at its perfect timing yeah, sure. you know so yeah. but with that I mean, being said i think that's it because i mean there's a lot more stuff that i want to talk about like i want to talk about like uh yeah, like how you get in contact with Hat Club, how you like sh- throw events and meet with like Detroit Wick and stuff like yeah. just all this. And then just like the art space, the furniture space, like because your house is like furnished with like a bunch of. Yeah, yeah it's very mean, like stylistic, no? I feel like I've seen little bits and pieces. And I shit. just feel like I like <clears throat> like I told you, I don't I don't. You don't try. Like, I, don't, I just like what I like. And it just so happens. Fabricio asked me this the other day. He's like, yo, I just feel to like something like. That's very way that's super before, cool. Like way before yeah. anybody likes it, and yeah. I was like, I don't even know. Like sometimes that shit is shitty, and but whatever. Yeah, because like, because Fabrizio too, like like El, um, the way he dresses is not like hype shit, you know. Like yeah. it's, he dresses very casual, but it's like it's just cool the way he puts it together. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I feel like both of y'all have like good taste, bro. Like Appreciate it's kind of crazy yeah so. that's what I, that's, like, that, that's what i get paid for I yeah mean, he's like this just me yeah, like I'm just, I'm just <laughs> taste do you mean me like yeah, I'm, yeah no, that's what I, I mean that's that's the that's <clears throat> the goal right like i always tell people like yeah you gotta make other people want what you have yeah in a way. For sure. like, but i feel like people try too hard and that's the you know i've been approached about brands on social media like yo do you want to do a partnership and i'm like nah bro i'm not doing no yeah like i don't if i don't like your shit i'm just not gonna buy it yeah. <laughs> like that's just what it is like if i don't no, yeah. no but it's good because at the end of the day you're keeping it real to yourself you know and that's yeah there's a saying that i was listening to or i was is like you want to be at peace with yourself you want to be a, at peace with the world and at war with yourself or at war with yourself and at peace with the world mm-hmm. so you know you gotta that's figure something. that out well that's a great way to like to end it to end so, the podcast but, with that quote other than that David, appreciate you for coming Thank through, you bro. For uh, Glad we made it happen. I no, know. For real, for real. <laughs> yeah. Say Much sorry love. to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody, make sure you go you go subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're just trying to put that content out. Uh, make sure you guys stay um, 
you know up to date with everything that we have again thank you so much bro and the episode his episode let me just say put it out there is uh season eight episode five i think season eight how many oh the anthony Bourdain. yeah oh, that's word. the one like, yeah word. yeah already. no yeah it's uh episode a uh, season eight episode five i believe but if not rolling will put it on like in the description yeah. and everything's gonna be in the description yeah. all your social media so and stuff so watch it. other than that much love thank you so thank much you. peace 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 out